Greetings. Happy August to Karen and our listeners here on the block. Can you believe it? I was thinking about the, that the other day. Summer is almost over. We were talking about that earlier today, in fact, I think. Um, how I feel like somehow summer didn't begin until the 4th of July this year. I feel like that's been a lot of people sort of got a wake-up call, and they're like, yeah, we're really going to make it summer now. And now everything is full. Everything is like, and now things are winding down into our new phase. We're already seeing everyone advertise, like, full clothing coats and sweaters and scarves and stuff like that i'm like oh so much and for me it's always a little bittersweet which sounds over dramatic my birthday is an august birthday so it always feels like it's in this like winding down phase for people but i'm like well i still want to look forward to august and people are just like it's a last hurrah and i'm like well I'm it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, my one my one hurrah yeah um so yeah for anyone listening if you want to buy me a gift august 13th um which is a friday this year um but but, yeah i was for the record born on a monday but it has fallen on friday the 13th several times and um oh my god i wasn't even thinking about that i was like oh it's friday you can go out drinking (laughs) <laughs> and not worry about getting up the next morning. I mean, that shows you where my head is. I was going to say, what a telling remark. I know. It's not like I'm a booze hound or anything. That's, we'll see what uh, our listeners think about that. <laughs> I'm not high tonight. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Good. We can keep oh. our chat under control relatively yeah speaking. yeah well happy 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 soon birthday 10 yeah, days thanks. folks yeah. 10 days that's right 10 days um, 10 days to get doug something fun and exciting i wish i had known i would have picked up a little tchotchke for you oh no need to send a keychain or shot glass we're we're okay. all stocked up here but i appreciate okay, the sentiment um but yeah so we were off last week guys karen had a trip cross country that um she may or may not fill us in about Perhaps on the boulevard segment. Um, but Just to say I was in the motherland. Yeah, this, as close as, as one can probably get to the block. I actually was a block away from Melrose Place. You were a block away from the block? I was, block away, from, I was block away from Melrose. I don't real, know where oh. Melrose Place is you were a block on away Melrose. From, you were a block away from Melrose Avenue. Avenue, yes. Gotcha. Where is Melrose Place? Um, It is... I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, is it West Hollywood? Is it on the east side? Like, where is it? Like, I was I was thinking about that, of course. Um, I, I think it's Hollywood. I don't think it's West Hollywood. I think it's Hollywood, Hollywood. So I was close then, because I was in Hollywood proper. I think I it is right around the Groundlings Theater. Or what was the Groundlings Theater? I don't know if it I has moved. I don't know where the Groundlings Theater is. Let's see. I think I have actually seen Melrose Place and then just didn't care because it doesn't look like the set. So I just kept walking. (laughs) It looks nothing like the set. Okay. Because the set is in a completely other part of Los Angeles County. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right. So I think I see where the groundlings is on good old Google maps, but I have absolutely, Oh, it's kind of near pinks. That rings we a bell. Too far yeah. from pinks. Actually, yeah. I think we were kind of in the hood. I feel like this may have been a lost opportunity. Maybe yeah. you have to go back. 
I probably will be. Um, I, yeah, I probably will be. I really was not that far from Melrose. And in fact, um, had a delicious, the most delicious tacos I've ever had mm. in my life on Melrose. Mm. Mm. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, so yeah, it looks like I probably wasn't that far from Melrose Place. Well, literally the mothership drawing you in. I know it was that was pretty wild, and I had I spent you know all of those years going back and forth to LA for work. I spent most of my time in West Hollywood, um, so this was the most of my time, like all of my time in West Hollywood, um, Hollywood Hills. Um, and sort of even into uh, the valley sometimes. Oh. Um, so, and this time I was like mostly in um, Hollywood proper on like sort of the east part of town, which was super disorienting to me because usually, like I said, I'm on like the west side and right. never the twain shall meet, you know? So, um, and for good reason, because the traffic is ridiculous. See, I have ended up walking through a lot of that neighborhood, not driving it, which is the only reason why I know a little bit more of some of, like, the specific markers. But, yeah, the traffic is awful. I mean, I you know, and I remember it being bad. Now, I have not been back there for 15 years. I remember it being bad. I don't remember it being this ridiculous. Well, just think how many more people there are and how many more rideshares there are. Oh, it was mental. It was really, it was really sort of, like... I, I mean, it was, you know, it couldn't get anywhere, like literally could not get anywhere. I used to be able to sort of like hit Wilshire at, it, from Santa Monica and go all the way into like West Hollywood. Right. And it would take not a long time. This was like 30 minutes, 45 mm. minutes just to just to get from Santa Monica into West Hollywood. And I was like, this uh, is ridiculous. It's so frustrating. It really is. Um, so, you know, my friends that are out in Cali in Southern California, I don't know how you do it. No, Nora, it's a it's a very different lifestyle. Yes. I mean, it is it is car. It is like I was either walking a lot or in the car a lot. Right. And I'm of the age where my bones can't take that. <laughs> yep. I am right there with you. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like home and I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to go see my physical therapist cuz I'm dying." <laughs> I'm dying from my trip to LA. So well, anyway, so we have some near death experiences to talk about with our characters. We kept you in suspense for not one but two weeks to figure out what happened uh, with her big helicopter crash. Yes, is Amanda dead? That was the big question. Yeah, I think um, we're I think we're officially halfway through the season. This is season six, episode fifteen. Amanda's back again. We'll get to that. It's a double entente. But um, but yeah, I hear you sighing or grunting. So by all means, continue with that thought. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say with the storyline, I, I mean, because it was like sort of the opener. It was right there in the opener. This was quite possibly um, Andrew Shue's rock bottom, absolute worst acting in the entire series was in this episode. Wow, that is bold. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just coming right out, bolding it. Bolding I um, it. I don't know. I mean, let's be clear, it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, it's never good. I don't know. God, I don't know if it hit me that it was his worst. Oh, it was his worst. Um, I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like he's not been trying for so long. It's hard. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, Amanda wasn't the only one in that helicopter. It was also Sam. So, okay, so where we left off last week was Kyle is in Vegas, um, Vegas with... Uh, Taylor. Taylor, thank you, Lisa Renna. Um, all I see is lips when I think of her. It's like I As, can't think of her name. I just see it's lips. A, it's a calling card for sure, yeah. It is. Um, and so she has basically, like, conned him into go- taking this trip to Vegas. And this is when they're rolling in the hay, like, in the money. What was it, $25,000 that they yeah. just were, like, throwing yeah. all over the hotel room? Um, and then I guess he hears uh, – they end up afterwards watching the news, because as one does – and um, and he hears that Amanda's been in this helicopter crash, like that's right on like the border. This, this the tiny helicopter in another state is suddenly big local news. Yeah. It's big local news oh, in Vegas. People, yeah, yeah. So um, so he, t- he hightails it out of there and heads to the crash site because he's going to be a hero, right? Um, and he needs to find her to tell her that he loves her. Um, so. Was this the cold open? They go to the, um, he shows up at the, I don't know, ranger station? Yeah, that's what, exactly what I wrote down, the ranger station. Kyle barges in, because he saw it on the news, and at the same time, Billy f- comes in right after him, because he got a phone call, which we don't get to see. Okay, so here's, here, here is the issue with Billy coming in, right? I mean, Kyle comes in, and he's kind of freaked out, and he's... You know, and he's like, he's stressed and he's yelling and what are they doing and where are they and do they have search teams out? And Billy just kind of strolls in and he's like, yes, that was on the helicopter too. Yeah. No, I mean, it is, absolutely it is no, like that. There is no, there's no concern. There's no, no panic. It's like, no, oh, I've got, I've got carpal duty now. Okay, here I am. Yeah, it's like, like what, you know, and not even like, why isn't anybody ready to get in the car? It was like, seriously, like, oh, yeah, okay, here I am. He's just kind of strolling in, like sort of chewing gum and like, you know, cleaning shit out of his nails. I mean, he was so disinterested in the fact that his wife just crashed in a helicopter and could potentially be dead. Well, I do think you have to take into consideration the fact that we're talking about Sam, which may be not the worst thing in the world. Well, it was me being blind. That was me being rude. I know. But that wasn't the way that we were supposed to see that no. in this episode. And so Billy should have been as sort of, you know, worked up as Kyle, if not more so. And in fact, you know, while, you know, Kyle is getting angrier and angrier at Jim Beaver for not doing enough to get. By the way, did you notice that was Jim Beaver? I was dying. We did. We did. We actually... um and had just seen him re- recently in something else, too. But yes. And you know what was amazing? Jim Beaver Young looks old. That's what I said, too. I was like, <laughs> it looks like he's always looked like that. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's one of those people that just looks old. Even when he was yeah. young. Yeah, even younger. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Jim Beaver, I, I would have never recognized him except for the voice. It's the only yep. reason why I recognized him. And I had to actually look him up and see if he did Melrose Place on his IMDb. And there it was. And there it was. And it was I had like seen, or whatever. I'd seen the name in the opening. So I knew. I had totally missed it. I was probably in the kitchen making a snack. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so, he, so Kyle is like yelling at Jim Beaver. And Billy's just like, well, uh, they said they can't do anything. So, like, let's just 
go back to the car or like hotel or whatever. Well, like he was just so disinterested. Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to be he's the yin to Kyle's hyped up yang because Kyle's like going overboard defying everyone being like, don't stop. You have to look for them. I don't care what the weather is like. We have to go, go, go. I'll go myself. And so Billy is supposed to be like the balance to that. But it does. I mean, no, like Billy should be concerned. Billy should be like, yeah, he should be seconding everything. Yeah, he should be like, yeah, I think we do need to go out there. And yeah, why aren't we going? And yeah, okay, there's a storm coming in. What can we do now? You know what I mean? Like, they're going to die out there, you know? And it, he was just so like, whatever. I was like, okay, this is the worst at Like, he is like literally phoning it in at this point. I believe that's exactly what we have going on. I mean, yes. did he think he was Teflon? He could never get fired? So I don't think like, they fired... I don't think they fired anyone. I certainly they not him. Did, now, please tell me he's not last man standing on this show. We do get rid of him. Don't oh, we? I'm happy to tell you he is not last man standing. Oh, good. Phew. Because I can't take much. I was actively pissed off with like how terrible he was. I like just slid right off with me. I mean, like, even with that stupid Billy smirk, like, he's in the ranger station, his wife is quite possibly dead from a helicopter, and he is just, like, in there with the Billy smirk. Yeah. Yeah, but, again, I don't think he was worried about it, and I don't, I bet they did no retakes. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. Jim Beaver was wonderful, though. He was good. I might have even been rooting for him. I totally was, because he was good. He was that good. Because here we have Kyle going crazy, saying, like, look at me, I'm a Marine, I'm going to go and find her because you're not. And it's like, first of all, you've been an asshole for the last three months to Amanda. Second of all, who the fuck do you think you are talking to these people like that? Third of all, I already see what's happening and I still don't care. Yeah. But then they do show us Sam with Amanda, which is basically what they had left us with at the close of last week's episode, which is Amanda's, like, freezing and fading away, and Sam gives her CPR. So we get Amanda back. And Amanda's like, my legs are numb, my back is broken, and she and she then suddenly gets, like, a moment of clarity and says, I'm ready, and starts fading. <laughs> right? Right? Isn't that it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like this big i'm going to die dramatic moment and and sam is like oh no you (laughs) like of all the people that can save her life and it's sam it's it's so disappointing i know i know i know and then we come back the raiders have found the spot and said they see no signs of life so instead kyle and billy are going to get flown in and like find them on their own um and like that's basically what happens right they 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 find exactly the spot where they are and and the next thing we know they're a mile hours and hours away back at wilshire memorial yeah i couldn't figure out why they ended up back at wilshire memorial just so Peter could be the one to to be the doctor that presides over her? I mean, wouldn't you medevac them to the closest hospital, which I'm sure is not Wilshire Memorial? Yeah, I know. It made no sense. But here we go. We're at Wilshire Memorial. Peter is the attending doctor, and he is very upset. Yeah, which, again, they're doing a lot of erasure of last season's events that always disappoints me. Um but yes, Peter is is definitely very committed to and and compassionate. 
to Amanda. Um, and Taylor shows up as well because she heard, which, like, just, just, just stayed back at this yeah, point. Yeah, she, she likes to stay away. Yeah, you don't need to be there, Taylor. Um, but then the next thing that happens is we also check in on Sam, who had minor injuries as opposed to Amanda. And Billy is talking to a, like, um, Comatose Sam. She's not yeah. comatose. Right? She's just unconscious. No, she's like, just she's asleep. She's just sleeping, and Billy is like talking at her and saying about how much she means to him. And he realized that even more when the plane went down. And then Sam wakes up, and all she asks him about is if he kissed Connie. Yeah, I know. It was so stupid. It's like, what about everything else that you've just been through? The whole thing it's, was just so stupid. It is so stupid. We're going to say that again and again. I know I will over the course of this episode. So, and then Peter is uh, comes out of the OR and talks to Kyle. And he says, what happens, wh- what's going on with Amanda is one of the worst things that can happen to someone like Amanda. So, what they're saying is, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone because it's not even a surprise to Amanda herself when they tell her um, she's likely going to be paralyzed from the waist down. She has no feeling uh, in her legs, but I don't understand why it's one of the worst things that can happen to Amanda as opposed to like any human being on the face of the planet. I guess because Amanda is so on the run. I don't know. She's she's always on the run. So now she's going to have to wheel herself around. I have no idea. Um, But then we, we we basically stop there and go back to Billy showing up in his apartment telling Connie that Sam's fine and and you know patented Billy voice um and i mean they they're basically now working on getting rid of Connie which means this whole storyline was for naught it was pointless um and they have this whole scene that like given all the stuff that's happening with Amanda in the hospital um doesn't really belong like we we just don't need it at this point. Mm-hmm. She's basically just making a concession speech to Billy, and it's like, who cares? We're beyond that. It was ne- this was never anything, and now it's really so so off to the side. I at least felt, who cares? <laughs> wrong. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, we can just sort of like run through it. I I, I mean, it was so quick. Uh, yeah, but still too long. Yeah, but still too long. Exactly. I mean, so it's sort of like now that it comes out that Connie's gay, Billy is like okay with her and what she did to him. Although he did kiss her, and the, and that was weird. Um, and he's not taking any responsibility for that. But and still kind of that. lying. But yeah. Yeah, but but anyway, but then there's like this whole exchange between them in the kitchen. He's like, "You didn't go see her in the hospital," and she's like, "I just can't because you know I'm afraid she's going to reject me." I mean, it was just like all of this, like I'm in love with her, and and I'm just, and if she rejects me, and it's going to be awful. But then I don't want to like, I didn't want to tell her because if you know, it, what if she pulls away when I hug her? It was like, I mean, I kind of get like that might be a concern, but it just felt like maybe this should have been not at the end because then it was like an okay bye i'm going back to new york now yeah yeah basically and also at first when she said i can't see sam i thought she meant like the rules were such that because she's not married to sam and not family that she couldn't go see her Um, 
out of the hospital rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At Wilshire Memorial, yeah, not like the gay rules or whatever. No, um, but uh, but no, it was just she couldn't bring herself to see her best friend that she was in love with from afar, um, because it would hurt her too much. And Billy's yeah, like, well, you should go see her. Yeah, and so basically, like she does and she i guess she comes out because billy's like well i'm not gonna tell her you know and i thought that was good like i was like well good on you billy but it just again like i feel like they made connie into a villain effectively made her into a they villain. brought her in as a villain they brought when, her in as a disruptor when what really maybe could have been better is if she Billy caught her in a position of, you know, uh, caught her in some way and sort of like figured it out. And she was like, don't tell Sam. And so they have the secret and he's trying to get her to open up to Sam. She won't do it. Maybe Sam thinks there's something going on between them because there's a lot of whispering behind her back. And then, you know, so that would have been a great way to disrupt instead of bring her, bringing her in as like this vixen, which she never was. And she no. wasn't very good no, at and it. And that's exactly a great way to have done it. Conversely, they also didn't need this at all. They literally could have just had them be married for a few episodes with no other storyline and just be a part of other people's scenes. And that would have been Mm -hmm. okay, too. And actually, it would have made the plane, it would have made the helicopter crash even more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, because this added nothing. Um, so yeah, so there is that scene where Connie tells Sam that like, my plan was to lure you away from Billy and it didn't work, but she has this thing where she says that I'm not gay. I'm just into Sam, which doesn't make sense. Which makes no sense. Cause she had the Charlie was Charlie and like girlfriend. Everything yeah. has told us that like, yes, she is gay. She does like women. It's just, she's particularly infatuated with Sam. Um, Regardless, uh, Connie does basically say, look, and Billy's a great guy, so he's basically, like, gotten out of jail. Uh, And and, uh, for her part, Sam handles it all well and is not weirded out or says anything wrong um, at all. And they have, like, a pretty nice goodbye, all things considered. It's just, uh, this was all a waste of everyone's time. Right, it certainly does. Um, so that's it with Sam. There is more with Amanda. Not a ton more, but a bit more. Um, so Kyle comes in to see her with flowers and f- tells her that all the stuff with Eric doesn't matter. And like they kind of rehash it a bit too much because uh, I'd rather just put it all behind them. Uh, but Amanda's like, I know what it must have looked like to you. And he's like, but it doesn't matter. None of it matters. And um, Even if you did? Yeah. Yeah. He And, and she's like, but... But I, I, but I didn't. He's like, and none of it doesn't even matter. Blah 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 blah. Right. And and then he's like, when I have to tell you something else, and she's like, does it have to do with the fact that I have no feeling in my legs? And she's like, yeah, you might be paralyzed. And it's, and she's like, don't worry, I'll walk again. I'll run. And it's like, I have to say, I've never seen you run once on the show. But um. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we're like deprived of the, the like catharsis moment of, of her finding out, not like she wasn't smart enough to put it together all along, but 
like when Jane found out she was paralyzed, there was a big crying scene. When Allison found out she was blind, there was a crying scene. And Amanda just sort of takes it like a like an old Hollywood character, and she's like, uh, "As God is my witness, I'll walk again." Um, so, so that's almost it for Amanda. There's a couple scenes in between. Um, Taylor is she has like slept overnight at the upstairs and Kyle comes in uh, and, and just to answer that question, just to close the loop, she does say so that the audience knows she deposited the balloon payment, the 25,000 that she stole and then pretended they won in Vegas. So at least we're not wondering, does she just have this money on her person? No, she deposited. Um, <laughs> and, and then Kyle's like, look, I'm back with Amanda. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell her about what we did in Vegas. And he's like, no, you won't. And she's like, if you can't be with me, I'm not going to let you be happy with everyone, with anyone. But, but then they sort of drop it, you know, and she's like, you know, if she's paralyzed, she's not going to be very good to you in the sack or, you know, something gross like that. Um, and that's kind of it. Like somehow, despite all these things she's threatening, Kyle kind of gets the upper hand and like tells her to, to like shut up. Right? Like, yeah. Like there yeah, isn't... You, yeah. It was. It was like kind of. He was just kind of like you're not going to say anything yeah. to Amanda. And it was. It was really strange because he was like, "I'll always be your friend, Taylor. We'll oh, always be." And I'm like, well, "Yeah, always be your business yeah, that partner. was it." Yeah, that was yeah. it. He's like, we're not going to be the same to each other that we were before, but eventually we'll get back to a good place or something like dumb like that. Yeah, it was really, it was actually really stupid. There's, there's so much in this episode that's really stupid. They're like working overtime to do nothing like worthwhile or interesting. I know, to be stupid. They're working this, overtime to be stupid. This episode is not great. Um... And then, so there's more Peter stuff that we'll get to, but there is a one other scene, um, right? The way, let me. There's like a scene in the hospital where Kyle is, where Peter is talking to Amanda, and then Kyle comes in, and it's like a scene where Amanda's basically like she's seen the light, and like she's like prioritized what's important in life, I think. Yeah, and she, and I, there there's this sort of like intimate moment between the two of them. He's holding her hand. They're kind of gazing at each other, and and Kyle kind of walks in in the middle of it. Yes, yes. So it feels like they're kind of setting us up for um, a rekindling of Peter and Amanda, but I don't know that. I'm they not are. really here for that because I feel like I think Peter much. needs more punishment. Yeah, I think too much has been going on. Yeah, I don't. I'm ready to move past the Peter Amanda shit. Yeah, I'm kind of, and you know, I've been kind of digging Kyle and Amanda. Well, like we've said, I'm in digging Kyle and Amanda. I just wish they could have been like they had this nice warm up to going from friends to uh, being in a relationship, and then that was torn asunder almost from the jump, the beginning of this season. And I wish they could have just been before it was like yeah. obstacle after obstacle. Yeah. So we'll see what what there is to come from that. What comes of that? Yep. So, I uh, oh God, I guess we do. Tail. Uh, excuse me, Megan and Coop and all the Michael stuff. 
I suppose so. I mean, when did, okay, the first time we see Megan and Coop, they're in bed. When did that happen? So that, and I wasn't quite there either. I guess that happened at the end of the last week's episode. They, like, have an impromptu date where they originally, like, weren't going to, but then he, like, comes to the apartment Megan shares with Jennifer, and I guess, like, the dinner became an all-night thing. Cause, and why didn't they go to Coop's apartment? Because apparently there is there is no second bedroom, okay, and Megan's you, bed is in the living room. Yeah, when you said Megan wakes up with Coop in bed, uh, it's it's in fold-out couch. It's in yeah, it? bed, you know? <laughs> and it's not even like, like, oh, they have to kill the mood and get in a car and drive to Coop's. He's truly just downstairs in an apartment with the bedroom that he lives in by his big boy self. It's the stupidest thing, but they have to be there because eventually Michael is going to walk into the apartment. So um, they're in the living room and Jennifer makes some noise to interrupt them before she goes out for a run and explains that like she came in last night while they were in the middle of their activities on the couch and she didn't know who Megan was with, but like she could have figured it out uh, and, then, and then just went into her bedroom. But as she leaves, Michael is on his way up to, like, storm in and, and yell at Megan. So Jennifer tries to get him to not go in, but he goes in anyway um, and yells at Megan. Coop is in the shower, so he's like, Coop is just going to use you. Um, and he gets a, another, like, like dirty reference into Megan's past. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, you, a couple of working Joes and a working girl. Mm-hmm. Um it was really kind of shitty. It is shitty. It is shitty. When Michael can't get what he wants, he's just shitty, which, you know, you can kind of only cross that line so many times. Yeah. Because he's not like, you know, a lovable, redeemable guy. And what works is when he's a cad and it's fun, but not when he's nasty. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of nasty and gross and brutish and all of those things in this episode. Uh, so Coop knocks on Peter's door to say that it's time they got rid of Michael. He's not bringing in the same kind of patience that the two of them are. He's a blight on their practice, but Peter defends him. Uh, and he's like, look, we started this practice together, and I like that we have a variety of clientele. And Megan overhears this conversation as well. Um, so at one point, Michael pulls over uh, off the road with a car problem. Um, unrelated pretty much to everything else that has been going on in his storyline and the rest of the episode. Um, uh, there's a problem with the radiator in his car. And he's like, is there a cheap place to get some food? And lo and behold, across the way is a strip club. So, of course he goes. Of course he goes. (laughs) Um, and before we catch up to him, Megan is pouting at coop she's mad because she feels like she is a trophy in this war he has with michael which is like both true and false um she is but coop like sees megan for who she is and genuinely likes her and she seems to genuinely like him i mean do we know that for sure uh i don't about that coop likes her that he yeah i started i started questioning his motives with her um i haven't seen anything to confirm that but there is no indication that that is true one way or the other right like i tend to think coop has this vendetta but he's not that much of an asshole but i can be wrong and i can be completely misremembering things um and i don't know that that doubt that megan has is, is gone 
just by the end of this episode either. Um, so Michael watches this one stripper perform and they lock eyes and he's like right in front of her. So when she's done with her performance, she comes over to him and demands that he buy her a drink. Um, and they start talking and the second the beers come, she leaves and, and she's like, they just want us to make sure that all the, the guys here keep spending money. So goodbye. Um, <laughs> she, and so she leaves, I think she like, just drop a reference that like she's in school she's like i i don't drink anyway i don't stay up late because i have school in the morning or something yeah it was something like that yeah um yeah and then in the parking lot we see the a guy's about to uh steal her purse and so michael stops this burglary in action well what basically happens is this woman is no longer attacked but the guy like pounds michael's face in and steals her purse anyway (laughs) yeah And she's like, oh my god, my hero. (laughs) Yeah, so then basically she's like, oh, well now I I really owe you. You're my knight in shining armor. And she's like, come to the club the next night. But before the next night is the next morning. So Michael comes in to um, the the practice with like a black eye. And it kind of makes (laughs) Coop's case that like he's bad news. He's hungover. He needs like... he's totally hungover and he like needs you know something on his eye and he needs something for his head and yeah 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 yeah. so so megan does come to michael and warn him she's like you better shape up yeah she's like this is a bad look dude yeah bad look and um so then we do see michael again at the the strip club um and and amber is the name of the stripper and she comes over to him and have this brief exchange she's like she kind of teases him right does much anything of more significance come from it um i don't know i mean what is this when she's dressed up in the nurse's uniform and she's that's what she's gonna dance in i think she does dance in it yeah yeah but but i mean like i i, I mean i thought that was significant and i think she's sort of says something like i want you to give me a physical tomorrow or something like it was something uh, okay like that. yeah okay that's what it was yeah so it was kind of i mean i guess it was kind of significant i don't think we've seen the last of her no no i i can see they've opened the door to a new storyline again they keep bringing in these new people instead of integrating the ones we have on the canvas uh and i think it's a mistake well, I mean, is she going to stick around, or is she another one that's like you know going to be gone in a few episodes? I have a, I don't remember much about her, so I think she's just around for a few episodes. Ugh. I think it's just enough to cause some sort of chaos in Michael's life and then leave. Right. I could be wrong. Um. So there's a little bit, and I mean, like very little with Craig in this episode. A little bit with him and Jennifer. There's a scene where, after Michael has found. Uh, Megan with Coop, he's at Kyle's and Taylor comes over to him um, and she's talking and then all of a sudden uh, Craig and Jennifer and Coop and Megan, the two couples come in and um, you know, sit down as a foursome and, and have drinks and they like look over and kind of taunt Michael and the two men like cheers him um, in a way that's not inviting but but just rubbing life in. Um and then later, Jennifer and Craig are at Kyle's on a date, and later, and Taylor like also kind of like taunts them. Um, 
Well, I mean, like, Taylor has no reason to like Jennifer. Um, and, like, Craig starts by being catty to Jennifer, and it just sort of, like, snowballs with nothing really to motivate it other than him just being a jerk. You know, he's like, I've I never kinda, really... Yeah, I kind of felt like that served to remind us that they had that sort of weird, like, we're, we're going to do this thing, we're but we're not going to be, be emotionally attached friends thing. with benefits thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of a friends with benefits, like, but not like really. Really, just like neighbors with benefits. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, like, I had seen so much of her with him that I had completely, and they had been kind of like shoved to the side, but they Sorry. just, whenever they showed up, they showed up together and they looked yeah. like they were always on a date. I actually had completely forgotten that that whole exchange had happened and they were still at that, you know, neighbors with benefits point and, and he wasn't going to like be who she wanted him to be. Yeah. So they doubled down on that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't really find you appealing and I, uh, I'm wasting my stray feelings it on you. Really cruel, it was harsh. Actually. Really it was harsh. Really cruel. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cruel. Now, but we don't get any sense that like he is deliberately trying to push her away. First time he means it. It, he's just, not interested. it just seems like this is his truth. He's just a jerk. Yeah. Um. So she she slaps him and then runs out. Right. Yeah, and Taylor is like yeah. it comes to her defense, yeah. which I was sort of surprised to sort of see that he's left alone and she comes back to the table and calls him a pig. Yeah. Uh, which like that's the best thing Taylor has done in a long time. I know. I was like, oh Taylor, I actually like you right now. Yeah. And that's it for everyone except for our big Lexi storyline. Yeah. Which this storyline sucks. Yeah. And again, you know, it feels like they don't quite know what to do with what's his name? Bob. Peter? Gary? Oh, Bob. Oh, Peter. our guy. Our, our, our sort of homeless, injured man. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, because through half of their. I don't know, half of their storyline, I was getting, like, creepy stalker vibes from him. Yeah. And then, and then that just went away. Yeah, and I think the creepy stalker thing is probably going to return. Based okay. on where we, based on where we end, is why I think that. I mean, yes and no. I, okay, so... What is it, Bob or Gary? What the hell is his name? It's Bob. It's Bob. It's Bob. It is Bob. Okay. So, um, uh, Lexi has befriended Bob and has hired him to be her assistant. Yes, he's some sort of assistant role at, uh, f for her. Yes. And so he's. I guess they're spending a lot of time together, but it's like she's making him breakfast. Oh, and he'd been staying at the house. He had been at the house, yes. She's, she, yeah, because Peter takes the call from Kyle about Amanda off in the background while she's, like, serving French toast for for him. Yeah, and then he's Peter gets house, all yes, weird. Yeah. yeah, and Peter gets all weird about Amanda and has to, like, and, and leaves, and, uh, you know, Amanda's in distress, and, you know, and, and Lexi looks kind of upset about that. Yeah, she's like, I'm sure she'll be fine. It's not that big a deal, which, like, well, I mean, she did fling out of this helicopter that crashed, but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and, then, and then it was sort of, and then, so, so, and that's when we start getting that, those weird vibes from Bob, because he doesn't, 
I, I think he might even say something about Peter not being attentive enough to Lexi, or he, like it kind of lets it slip that he thinks that Peter's being a jerk. Yeah, and he says something else about her too. That's like, you know, like he's intimating something that like out of thin air, and she's like, "Hey, you know nothing about me," but in a way that's like able to shut it down and not sound too reflexively tense. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of it for the beginning. And then Peter comes back home at one point after all the stuff with Amanda in the hospital, after she's been found, Alexi comes to him in the shower. Um, but he tells her he's immediately going back to the hospital. He, so she's upset that he's not making time for her and he's not just back and that he can't listen to the stuff she wants to tell him about her day. Um, and meanwhile, Bob is right out there in the bedroom. Yeah, like he's standing like he wandered into the bedroom. He's like, well, I knocked and no one answered, so I came in. Um, and it's ostensibly to say, like, I got a place of my own. Um, <laughs> and he says something else, I think, at this point about Peter. And she's like, why don't you come over the next day and we're going to, one of the two of us have dinner. We'll have dinner, yeah. Like, to celebrate loyalty or something. So, again, the impression I got is the impression Bob has, which is it will be the two of them having dinner. Right. Um, and so the next day, Bob comes knocking on Lexi's door, and she's like, it's early. It's only 7.30. She's like, I haven't even put the roast in the oven. But really what has happened is Peter has come back home, and the two of them have just been sexing it up in the bedroom. Right. Um, she's like, we got sidetracked. So then Peter comes down in his robe and his, like, disheveled hair. Um, and when Bob sees them, he, like, decides to flee. He's like, never mind. I just want to bring these flowers for you. And Peter's like, hey, bud, call before you come over next time. Like, right. like kind of like a jackass. Um, so then at the end, it's like, it's a weird scene because Lexi is, they're, they're on what, like the living room couch or something, making out. And Lexi's like, I just got an odd feeling. And Peter's like, do you want to go upstairs? And she goes, no, everything's perfect. I feel so taken care of. I feel so safe when I'm with you, something like that. And they just kind of like continue going at it on the couch. But Bob is outside watching them through the whatever window. Yeah. Which is creepy, which is wrong, which is stalkery. But then as he's watching them, he regains his memory that she was yeah. the one driving when she hit him with the car. Yeah. So, and then he's like, she was driving or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, but you were the one who was already being the creepy stalkery guy here. So I don't feel bad for you now that you know the truth. But I do know that no good will come from him knowing the truth. Right. Because so I, so. I think I couldn't. So, so here's where I was a little tripped up because I was kind of like, okay, so now he knows. So is he going to do some sort of blackmail thing or is he going to, I, I don't know. It was just really weird because it seemed like he was infatuated with Lexi but now that he knows that she ran her over where are they going with this and I don't remember I don't remember the storyline at all from real time my guess is it's either going to be some combination of infatuation stalkery stuff and blackmail but I honestly don't remember I just know it's going to be stupid okay great I don't think there's a storyline I enjoy right now yeah I mean I'm kind of curious to see what happens with Amanda and Kyle because, you know, I like them yeah, together, and I'm forward as a couple, on. then great, yeah. 
Yeah. But, um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I can't say I, I'm really hoping that this whole like Craig and Jennifer storyline is done. Yeah, me too. Uh, Cause it's just at this point, stupid. We, we don't need her and him to, we don't need the two of them together anymore. They've, they've got the glove thing done and dusted. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that it's time that she finds, uh, she finds another bow. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and and now and now that they're they're not giving her the chance to cause the Sydney havoc, which she was ostensibly brought in to do. Right. Um. And 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 because she is now so head over heels with Kyle, and uh, not Kyle, um, Craig, Craig. And Craig is so on the outside at this point, too. Yeah, they don't have him doing anything. I mean, he's in this. Co- he he now is like funding this company or is heading up this company that has no- really only has something to do with Coop, who is also kind of on the outside of things. So anyway, yeah. it just he's not well integrated into any of. He's not well integrated into Melrose Place at this point because he's not even with the advertising agency anymore. So he's just kind of like hanging out here by himself. We don't need him. He needs to move. Yeah, that's 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 me in a nutshell. It's time for him to move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess we did it. So that's that's where we are on the block, guys. Uh, sure. Let us know if you think any different. Let us know if there's anything happening you think is so amazing. Um, and let us know if there was any fruit to be yielded from Connie's storyline. Because honestly, I think we're the only ones left watching the show. Well, that makes that's probably matches what happened in real time. I I really feel I really feel like we are the only two people rolling this thing on on hulu hulu's like who are these two boobs watching yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel yeah we are we are the the smallest piece of some pie chart we are the lowest line <laughs> in some graph we're, we're not even on the graph <laughs> yeah you can't even see are it. the only ones watching melrose plays at this point yeah, I think you're right. But we are seeing this through. That's right. Committed to the end. That's the, us. The bitter end. It <laughs> really end. might be a bitter pill. <laughs> so that's okay. That's this week's episode, guys. Um, do follow us on over to the boulevard because uh, we have some fun stuff to talk about. And Karen is wow, probably going to talk-, talk a bit about um, her trip from the last week as well. I'll be talking more about LA. Doug's seen some stuff. We've got we've got shit going on. So follow us over. Word. So you guys have a great week. Uh, and next week we will catch you back on the block. Bye. <laughs>